0: As a pastor, you have to be a good speaker, and it doesn't really matter if you don't preach every week. You are speaking in a lot of different contexts and in a lot of different ways and in different situations, and it requires you to be proficient at speaking. And in this episode, I'm gonna talk about a few ways that you can improve yourself as a speaker and as a communicator, when you speak to groups of people, whether it's a large group, like your congregational preaching on Sunday, or it's a small group setting, doesn't matter, you have to be good at it. This is part of a series that we're doing on a article that came out recently on restorativefaith.org when Alexander Ling basically announced, here's why I'm walking away from ministry. And in that article, which you can see in last week's episode, episode 105, I walked through the entire article, we read it word for word, and we talked about all of it, but in the article, he lays out seven expectations that are placed on pastors, and they are as follows, professional speaker, we're going to talk about that today, CEO, counselor, fundraiser, human resources director, master of ceremonies, and pillar of virtue, that's always my favorite. In this next seven or so episodes, I'm going to walk through each one of those expectations starting today with that professional speaker piece. And we're going to talk about what it is that we can do to be better at each one of these or what we can do to manage around the expectation that we have. We're going to talk about that more in just a second. If you're new here, my name is Lane. This is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. I love to help preachers Preach with confidence and clarity so that they can preach life-changing messages and change lives. If you're into that kind of thing, go to preachingdonkey.com 21 days. Pick up my free 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. It's my free three-step, three-week process that will walk you through how to create and deliver compelling messages and it's very timely because today we're actually talking about sermon prep and delivery in a sense because we're talking about what it takes to be a skilled speaker so you can find that at preachingdonkeycom slash 21 days now with each one of these expectations we're actually going to filter them through three questions three questions that really you have to answer for yourself i'm going to give you what i think but these are questions that you're going to have to answer for yourself about how you deal with each one of these. Because today we're talking about being a professional speaker. That's one of the expectations. Next week, we're gonna talk about that CEO kind of leading the organization expectation. Then we're gonna talk about counselor, then fundraiser. All of these, you could argue, are important. The organization has to be led. People have to be counseled. People have to be hired and fired. People have to have their, you know, the master of ceremonies. People have to have their funerals or weddings done. All of these are important. But you have to decide for yourself and in your context how you are personally going to handle each one of these expectations. And there really are three ways of dealing with them. Number one is to embrace it personally. Number two is to delegate it. And number three is to outsource it. So what do I mean by embrace? Embrace means that I look at it and I say, yes, this is an expectation that me as a pastor in this position I need to embrace this expectation as a responsibility for myself, as a personal expectation that I'm going to get better at this and become proficient in this skill. That's embracing. Delegating means, yes, I understand this is important, but I'm not the person for it. Someone else on my team is going to embrace this expectation. An example of this might be that you're the lead pastor and you realize that counseling is something that within your church is an important thing and you need to care for people in that way, but it's not really for you to do as the primary responsibility coming from your desk and your office, but there's someone else on staff who would be better to handle that, right? That would be delegating. And the third thing would be outsourcing where you say, this is an important thing, however, It's not something that I'm gonna embrace personally, and it's also not something that anybody else on my team is going to embrace. It's something that really, somebody outside of our organization is somebody that we need to outsource to that can do this better. An example for this might be something like fundraising, where you say, okay, we have a big project coming up, and yeah, I could do all kinds of research on what it takes to raise money for a big capital campaign, or I could hire an agency Who does this? A consulting firm who this is what they do. They help nonprofits and churches raise money. Another example might be that counselor example where you say, I'm not personally a licensed professional counselor and neither is anyone on my team. And so our method is to outsource that responsibility, not the responsibility of caring for people in a pastoral sense. Do not misunderstand me. We don't outsource that. What we outsource is the professional level counseling that we cannot and do not provide. That might be a way that you approach it. So with each one of these seven things, and I don't wanna get ahead of myself because we're gonna spend a week on each one, we're gonna run it through that filter. Now today is this idea of being a professional speaker. So let's just think about this. If you are a pastor, and if you're watching preaching donkey videos, you're likely a pastor who preaches. If you think about it, And I don't know if I've ever talked about this like publicly on this channel, but when I think about who you are as someone who watches Preaching Donkey's videos or listens to our episodes, I think about you as a pastor, but not just a pastor. You're a pastor who preaches because not every pastor preaches, right? There's care pastors who don't preach. There's executive pastors who typically don't preach. There's missions pastors who don't preach. So I think about you as a pastor who preaches. doesn't necessarily mean that you're the lead pastor, but you're a pastor who preaches. So you're a pastor who preaches and you want to communicate better, right? You have this idea that communicating better, speaking better is a good thing. It's a good in your career and in your ministry to be a better, more proficient speaker. So you want to communicate better. So you're a pastor, but not only a pastor, you're a pastor who preaches. And not only are you a pastor who preaches, you're a pastor who preaches, who wants to communicate better And not only do you want to communicate better, but you're open to coaching. So you don't feel like you have it all figured out and you don't feel like you're, you're the source of all knowledge. You're willing to get coaching from other people. You're open to coaching. And not only that you're open to coaching from me, whether that's just through my content, through my books, through my courses or one-on-one you're open to coaching in some way from here. Those of us here at preaching donkey. Okay. So. When I think about you, that's who I think about. So more than likely, you're someone who embraces this idea of being a professional speaker. Now, I want to say, he uses the term professional speaker. Don't get hung up on that word. What does that mean? Does that mean you're making the speaking circuit and corporate events? No, it means that a big part of your profession, your career, involves speaking and as a preacher another way of looking at what a preacher does and is is professional speaking they are a professional speaker people pay them to speak it just so happens that your speaking happens typically on a sunday morning in a sermon context within a church service it's still speaking and it's still part of your profession are we clear on that (laughs) okay good i think most of us are good on that so it is something that yes we embrace the second question might be, okay, is it something that we need to delegate? The answer is, in some ways, yes, right? Because, and by the way, there are a lot of hybridized, but we're gonna see that it's not a very clear cut embrace or delegate or outsource. In some cases, it's all three. And I think with being a professional speaker, working on your speaking, you're gonna embrace it. At a core level, you're gonna say, Yes, I want to speak better because this is a realistic expectation that is placed on me as a pastor who preaches. I want to speak better. I'm going to embrace it. But we're going to see as we walk through our content today, it's also incredibly wise to delegate that responsibility to other people on staff as well. So that it is a shared responsibility. So it's not completely on you. One of the things he talks about in this article that we read through last week is the overall kind of burden this ongoing burden of like preaching every week writing the sermons memorizing the sermons delivering the sermons week after week for years on end becomes exhausting and no matter how proficient you are at it no matter how skilled you are at it it is an exhausting thing so sharing that responsibility to where you're not the only one on staff who preaches, but it's a shared responsibility among other staff people is a wise decision. So I'd highly recommend become proficient in it yourself. Embrace that expectation, but also delegate it. And then outsourcing, find guest speakers that can visit your church, come into town, and speak people people who you want your church to hear from. Totally a good move and a good thing to do if your church can afford it and if it works out in terms of scheduling, all that kind of stuff. So we are going to embrace it. So since we have that down, and I think most of us would say, yes, speaking is something that as a pa- <clears throat> pastor who preaches or as a pastor who leads people in any kind of way, I need to be able to speak. So I wanna give you a few ways that you can become a better speaker. Now, I wanna mention Preaching Donkey has a ton of resources on this topic. In fact, this is our bread and butter. This is what we do. The entire thrust of Preaching Donkey was started on this idea that preachers need to become better at speaking because speaking is such a massive part of what they do and not just speaking, but communicating, capturing the attention of your listeners and maintaining that attention for an extended period of time so that you can lead those people to life change. You cannot get a message across without attention. You have to have the attention of your listeners. And to get attention, you have to be interesting, you have to be compelling, you have to be, there has to be something about you and what you're saying that people care about. So we talk about that all the time. So the first thing I would say, if you wanna be a better speaker, Subscribe to Preaching Donkey, get the 21-day guide, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, and dig into our content, because there's a ton on it. So I'm not gonna say everything in one video that there is to say about how to become a better speaker, but just know, we do this here, so just know that. But with that said, I do have a couple of things I wanna mention. Number one, preparation. Number two, sweat the small stuff. And number three, evaluation. Okay, so preparation. You cannot overcome a lack of preparation. Preparation for your sermons is vital. When you get up to speak, if you are prepared, it gives you a massive edge. Because what happens is, if you're not prepared, if you don't know what you're going to say, if you don't know where the sermon is going, if you didn't have time to Uh, prepare, if you didn't make the time to prepare, if you don't really know the text, if you don't really know the bottom line that you're making or the main point that you're making, you don't really know the supporting points, you don't really have those illustrations down, you don't really have the stories down and the examples down, and you don't really have a clear application, what happens is it's incredibly hard to get up there and communicate anything because you're not clear on it. So the first thing I would say is give preparation its due. Prepare for the sermon. And if you struggle with this, if you struggle with preparing for the sermon itself or just writing a sermon in general or writing a speech, for lack of a better word, but in my case, a sermon that you're going to prepare, go to preachingdonkey.com jumpstart and check out Preaching Jumpstart. It's a course that I made for people who are trying to figure out how do I write and deliver a sermon? What does that look like? And I go into detail about how to make the outline how to make the illustrations, how to give the examples, how to make application work, how to put it all together, get up and deliver that message. Preachingdonkey.com slash jumpstart. Check that out. So preparation is huge. Number two, sweat the small stuff. In your delivery, when you deliver your message, you need to pay attention to the small things. Here's the, and this is simple. Can people hear you? This is something that drives me nuts. When you're When you're speaking at at an event and someone gets up to speak and there's a microphone and they don't want to use the mic. They're like, oh, can you guys hear me? Can everybody? I don't need this, right? And they put it away. And I'm thinking, no, we can't hear you. Or if we have to struggle to hear you, then that's annoying. And what you're going to have is a bunch of annoyed people in your audience who would rather you just use the mic than have to struggle to hear what you're saying. As a pastor who knows what you're doing. Just don't do stuff like that, right? Like use the mic, use the tools that are there. Are there visuals? Can people see what you're saying? Are you showing and not just telling? Are you making eye contact? What is your stage movements like? Are you pacing back and forth like a caged lion or are you engaging with your whole body? Are you doing what's natural to you or are you trying to force fit some kind of like contrived TED talky, okay, I make this point, I do this transition, I walk this way. Is it authentic? Like I talk about some of these things and it can seem like, wow, those are really, that's like sweating the small stuff, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) yes, sweat the small stuff, pay attention. I'm not saying sweat it while you're speaking. Like get up, speak, speak preach with your whole heart, give it all you've got. But when it's over, sweat the small stuff. How did I do? What can I improve on? How did it come across? And to do that, you have to do the third thing, which is evaluation. And what this means is you need to record yourself speaking every single time you speak record it videos best audio is good enough okay if you can see yourself that's the best way to do it if you can see yourself and hear yourself if you can't do that or if it's too awkward or people are going to wonder why you're setting up your phone cool hit the voice memo app on your phone hit record no one will even know it's happening record yourself listen to it later in most cases if you're preaching it's recorded it's on video it's streaming live on facebook okay so you have the video watch the video of every sermon you give Because in that you're able to see, okay, it looks unnatural when I do that. Okay, I'm saying um and uh, way too much. I'm vocalizing my pauses. That's what that is. It's a vocalized pause. And you can stop that by slowing down, taking a breath and understanding why you fill your language with these uhs and ums that really litter and pepper your otherwise clear sermon with a bunch of confusion and fluff that doesn't need to be there, that only takes away and distracts from your message. So pay attention to the small things by evaluating. And then what happens is this becomes a cycle. You prepared, right? You delivered, you sweated the small stuff. Not in the moment, but you sweated it before and you sweated it after. I love this quote from Howard Hendricks. He wrote the book Living by the Book. I remember listening to this message that he gave to a group of seminarians, these these future pastors. This was back in the 1970s. And he said, when it comes to sermon prep, someone's gonna sweat. Either you do before or they do during. (laughs) I was like, that's a great point. When you preach, if you didn't sweat a little bit in preparation, they're gonna sweat when you give it because it's gonna be awkward and uncomfortable and clumsy and they are going to feel empathetic towards you. They're gonna feel embarrassed. They're gonna feel awkward. These are all things you do not want your listeners to feel during a message. So preparation is key, sweat the small stuff, and then evaluate, and then repeat. And that cycle can start to improve your entire kind of system for preparing and delivering messages. And over time, you become a better speaker. Of all the expectations that he lays out, of all the seven expectations, this is the one that I feel like makes the most sense to fully embrace as a pastor. To say, if I'm going to get good at one thing, I am a vision caster. I am a teacher. I am a preacher. I, <laughs> with my words, I create worlds. With my words, I connect human hearts to God. With my words, there are certain things that I'm able to do like no other profession does it. So I'm going to get good. (laughs) I'm going to get proficient. I'm going to get skilled at one thing. It's going to be preaching and it's going to be speaking and it's going to be making this, putting the effort forward to make myself as good as I can be and as skilled as I can be at this. So my suggestion would be to embrace this. If you need a jumpstart, preachingdonkey.com slash jumpstart is the best place To get started, otherwise, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, pick up your free guide, and I will see you in the next episode.